a young bear is not very uh, careful about what they do, and a young bear usually will tear things up. An experienced bear can be pretty hard on a colony of bees, but is much more surgical in how they handle things. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Bee Yard. You're listening to episode 15, Summer of the Bear. If you keep bees in bear country, eventually you'll meet some bears. The honey and protein contained by a productive bee colony can prove irresistible to these intelligent and very powerful mammals. A bear's ability to dismantle a beehive, sometimes artfully and always destructively, can earn them a grudging respect among beekeepers. My name is Laura Tyler. I'm your producer and host. This is episode 15, Summer of the Bear, written by Tom Theobald in 1990 and read by Tom in 2021. I've spent considerable time outdoors over the years, much of it in bear country, but actual contact with bears has been minimal. There was a night in northern Idaho when I awoke to snuffling within inches of my head as a bear checked out our tent for any intriguing aromas, shaking the tent each time he tripped over a guy line. He gave us a few tense moments but finally padded off when he found nothing of interest. On a second occasion, another guide and I were out on a long ride across the flat tops with two guests. As we came out of the timber into a half-acre clearing, we rode right between a sow and yearling cub finishing up a purloined sheep. From the time I was old enough to walk, My father always told me never to get between a sow and a cub. He also told me that horses were likely to go crazy at the smell of a bear. I told the dudes to keep moving and hang on. At best, I expected a rodeo. At worst, an attack from the mother. The sow split in one direction and the cub in another and after we passed through a short stretch of trees, we could see the cub quartering away on the hillside. The mare I was on was an excellent mountain horse, but she had never been noted for her emotional stability. Many times, I had seen Sass take the stretch out of the halter rope when unseen demons appeared at the rail. One hunting season I watched helplessly as she nearly tore a live pine out by the roots during one of her fits. She could be rock shy as well, undoubtedly having watched the attack of the killer rocks early in her life as a member of some resort dude string. Sass looked over at the departing cub as my pucker factor rose but it might as well have been a dog, for she showed little interest. So much for fatherly advice and hair's-breadth 
escapes from the jaws of death. Beekeeping lore is filled with stories of marauding bears and the destruction they bring. Anytime bees are kept in bear country, a bee yard is an irresistible magnet. We have always been free of these horror stories here in Boulder County, at least down on the plains, until the summer of 1989, that is. Last summer, on July 6th, Barbara and I returned from a long river trip in Utah with friends. Our daughter Tracy, who had been house-sitting, showed us an article from Longmont Times Call from the day before. A bear had purportedly raided a bee yard at Left Hand Creek and 95th Street on the southwest edge of Longmont. I have a bee yard north of Niwot, which sits about a half mile south of the creek, so I drove over to check on it. On the way, I glanced over at Stuart Poet's three colonies, which are right on the banks of Left Hand Creek. Nothing seemed out of order at either place. I was anxious to get back to work and catch up after my absence and probably didn't investigate the incident as thoroughly as I should have, discounting it as an isolated occurrence or perhaps damage from some other animal. On the 12th of July, I had to serve a day of jury duty in Longmont, the first ever. That evening, Barbara and I were settling down on the porch as I started to share the day's experience when the phone rang. It was Stuart Poet informing me that a bear had gotten into his bees the night before. I quickly got on the telephone, calling beekeepers up and down Left Hand Creek from the foothills to Longmont, a distance of about 10 miles. A bleak picture soon emerged. The bear had apparently appeared toward the end of June, and the first bee yard he hit was probably mine at Chet Anderson's, where five colonies were destroyed. He then worked his way down the drainage, raiding each bee yard he encountered for two or three nights, then taking a night or two off on his way to the next bee yard. Somehow, he had missed Stuart's bees on the way down and was making amends for that oversight now. The bear represented a serious threat to the beekeepers. He was destroying bees and equipment at the rate of about $1,000 a week. Add to that the one to $2,000 in honey those colonies would have produced, and the losses were substantial. Unchecked, the bear would likely destroy every colony along the drainage. I fully expected him to return to Poets for a second night and got on the phone to the Division of Wildlife, hoping to get a culvert trap down that evening. By the time I reached Mike Babbler, it was too late to round up a trap and get it down here from Loveland, though. The bear did return that night, about midnight, as we had feared. 
The following day, Mike was able to locate the trap and on the evening of the 13th pulled it down by the bees, set the door, and baited the pan with bear goodies, bacon, pork rind, and spoiled melons, then left and hoped for the best. The following morning, Stuart arose at dawn. As he came out the back door, he looked down toward the bees by the creek. The door of the trap had fallen. Did we have our bear? One of the things I'm enjoying about these is just hearing people's names. Did folks know when you wrote about them in the column, and how did they feel about it? Sometimes. Uh, quite a few of them were readers. Hard to say. What does a bear attack look like in the bee yard? What What is that like for you? Well, the bears usually... Uh, take the most valuable colonies, the tallest with the most honey on, because it's easier to tip those over. They, they have more leverage and they can stand on their hind legs, put their front legs at the top, and push the colony over. So they start with the best of the colonies, and uh, it's very costly. Uh, a tall colony like that might have uh, 200 pounds of honey on. And depending on how much damage they've done, that honey is probably lost and the colony lost as well. Sometimes they just tip it over and you can put it back together. And other times we've gone to clean up after a bear attack and found literally splinters. The bears are very intelligent, and they learn fairly quickly how to deal with a colony of bees. The first bear I had would show up around the 4th of July, and so I named him or her Uncle Sam. And the last time that Uncle Sam hit one of my bee yards, you could stand where he would stand and recreate what he had done. And he would take the top cover off, take the inner cover off, and then he would pull out a frame. And if it wasn't what he wanted, he would drop it to the side. Take out another frame. If it wasn't what he wanted, drop it to the side. Finally, he would get one or two frames that were what he was after, and at different times of the year, it might be brood. At other times of the year, honey. And he would take a couple of frames across the creek where he wouldn't be so hassled by the bees. And he would finish them up. And then he would come back. And he might get another frame or two. Then back across the creek until he satisfied himself. A young bear is not very... Uh, careful about what they do and a young bear usually will tear things up like you're describing. An experienced bear can be pretty hard on a colony of bees but uh, is much more surgical in how they handle things. 
I just love these stories where we talk about the character of these animals. Um, they really do sound like individuals. Uh, they are, yes. And bears are very intelligent. I was impressed, you know. Unfortunately, I had enough experience with their visits that I could see how they were learning and how they were behaving. And they, they learn pretty quickly how to deal with a colony of bees. Would it be fair to say that there's this mix of frustration and respect that comes with bear attacks? I certainly respect. I mean, I certainly respect the bears. Um, frustration? That's, uh, that's putting it mildly. There are some unkind words uttered upon the discovery of a bear visit. <laughs> Go on. Well, it usually involves a little foul language. It doesn't solve <laughs> the problem, but it makes the beekeeper feel a little better. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Bee Yard. We publish new episodes on Fridays at noon. Join us next week for episode 16, The Niwot Light Company. In the meantime, hop on over to notesfromthebeeyard.buzz to subscribe 